Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of strategies out there, and I talked to a number of you know bigger or deeper pockets than I than I will ever dream of having, um, and they all they all talk about the same thing. You know, collect your gains. You see the dip coming, you move it to something more stable. Um, a lot of guys that uh, that that I've been talking with, you know, they'll they'll invest in Doge or invest in SafeMoon or or Shiba Inu. Some of these meme stocks or these meme coins that are popping up. They'll collect their gains and then move everything to like U.S. the U.S. coin, the stable coins. This is Amigos PC. If you were looking for a highbrow, fancy, smart, regal podcast with hosts that love to talk about horse riding, badminton, and trips to the vineyard, you're in the wrong place. This is Amigos PC. If you're looking for drinking, random nonsense, stunts, shenanigans, and balls-out craziness, you've hit the jackpot. This is Amigos PC, and this is Scott and Mark. This episode is brought to you by the U.S. government. They are paying us to mention them and take the money right back. Showing all of us what the true representation of taxation is theft. Thanks for being our number one listener. Amigo C PC back at it again. Uh, today uh, I got a couple quick housekeeping items. Uh, we recently launched a email subscription on our website page. Uh, we are going to be starting to do a monthly uh, merchandise giveaway. So if you guys want to jump over, add your email to our email list. A little pop-up will come up down in the left corner on our website, or if you're on your mobile app, it'll just pop up right on top. Uh, put your email in there. And uh, you'll be notified of uh, new episodes every week. And again, you'll be put in for a giveaway. Uh, even if you put your email in just the one time, uh, if you are not picked that one month, your email still counts for the going months uh, going on forward. Today, we have guest John Maz from the Side Hustle Enterprise YouTube channel. Uh, you also uh, do crypto mining, uh, and you're like a crypto uh, aficionado. Uh, can you give us a little insight of uh, how you started your YouTube channel? Yeah, so um, the YouTube channel kind of came out of necessity. I was a teacher for a number of years uh, at a college level, um, and I had a student that was uh, special needs, needed additional learning aids, and it kind of came to fruition that way. And uh, as I practiced for him, creating content for him, I decided to start creating content for myself. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, how did you stumble into cryptocurrency? So, <clears throat> try, try not to go <laughs> too crazy on you. Um, I've been involved in crypto almost since the beginning, since conception, 2008, 2009. Um, around that time, I had just moved to Southwest Florida. I was living out of my car. Um, gentleman that I was working for, his son was involved in it, and uh, I had a background a little bit with building computers on my own, um, on top of some other things, and uh, kind of just got talking and thought it was an interesting concept, and I've been enthralled by it ever since. Awesome. So did you end up like building your first crypto rig, or were you just buying crypto, or, or like what was the start of your crypto endeavor? So... I, I built this kid rig, um, and at the time you could mine 
Bitcoin with your PC. I mean, you didn't need anything fancy. I mean, you could wow. use a you know, just a graphics card, like a 470, nothing crazy. And uh, you can use a CPU at that time. So he was very new to it, didn't have a whole lot of computer background. So I just kind of helped him source the parts. We put it together and basically plugged it in at his dad's shop in the corner without telling anybody. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I've lost contact with him. But, you know, that's how I started mining was... Uh, just with a small computer in the back of a welding shop. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so in your YouTube, you go over, you know, it, it is a lot of educational items, yeah. you know, maintenance on rigs, uh, what the market's doing, things like that. Uh, more recently, uh, with the episode that we have now, the, the market is... I don't know if you want to call it starting to head towards like a bear market, but it, it, with cryptocurrency at least, but it is really shifting right now. Um, do you have any insights as to like why that's happening? Um, <clears throat> I don't know if there are so much insights, ins insights, but gut feelings. Uh, a lot of stuff is happening. We're getting some major market makers having huge gains and huge losses. And everything's kind of tied together, whether it's the U.S. stock market and the whole meme stop kind of debacle that's going on right now between GameStop and AMC, kind of tied into, you know, these bigger hedge funds covering their losses by selling mass amounts of cryptocurrency because they're not regulated, they're not reported. So they can, you know, sell off millions of dollars worth of cryptocurrency to make their clients happier. And that's kind of what I'm thinking is happening behind the scenes. And then that confounded or compounded with uh, the China regulations and everything that's going on there. I mean, I think this is the fourth or fifth time that I've seen China ban cryptocurrency, but it's uh, every time it happens, you know, it always sees a little bit of a dip. So it's it's a lot of things kind of coming together, I think, coming to a head. And uh, I don't really think it's a start of a bear market, just kind of maybe a retracement and consolidation. So, okay. so you mentioned uh, you mentioned China four four times or that, that have done that or that they've maybe talked about it. Yeah, um, so I mean, Ch China is one of our our biggest suppliers for ASIC miners, uh, mm. application specific integrated circuits. So you know, like the L three plus S nines, T seventeens, whatever they are. So they have easy access to them. They have direct manufacturer supplies plus the government gives them um, an electrical discount on their electrical costs which mm. no one seems to ever mention so for china to be banning cryptocurrency this many times i mean we're like i said i think we're on the fourth or fifth time that china's actually announced that they're banning cryptocurrency and it's not necessarily that they're banning it is that they're trying to implement regulations to launch their own digital currency uh, mm. so it kind of gets misstrewed, it gets mistaken, translations differ from when, when they launch something to when we hear it. So it's it's a, it's an interesting take on it. Uh, I think a lot of people are kind of focusing, are hyper-focusing on China when it's more, I think, stuff here in the U.S. that uh, is really, we're, we're one of the wealthiest countries in the world, right? So right. we have some of the most, well, you know, the wealthiest people in the world. And they're just dumping money and trying to save their, you know, save their fortunes by investing or holding assets in crypto and they're pulling it out now that they're losing it. So I think it's, a, like I said, it's a lot of things. I think people are just overly focusing on China. I don't think that's, it may have a, an effect on why we're seeing the dip, but I don't think it's the underlying cause of it. 
Mm, okay. That's a good take on it. Yeah. I ha- I like have my own kind of theory, I guess you could say, as to like kind of what what is triggering and then, you know, I- implementing it, which it is this FUD, right? Uh, Elon Musk uh, putting out, you know, it, Bitcoin's not on renewable resources mm-hmm. or it's not efficient mm-hmm. enough uh, for renewable resources. Uh, and then China coming in and they're like, hey, we're making our own a digital currency. Uh, and then we're also looking to ban, which, like you said, they, this is like the 18th time they're doing mm-hmm. it. Uh, I'm being overdramatic. But, uh, <laughs> it feels like it. Um, it feels like they have it. Yeah, right? Uh, and then just, you know, people see red, you know, they're seeing blood and they're trying to get their, their assets out, like you said. Uh, so with all that happening, you know, look, we have days like today, which what is today? Sunday the 30th. Mm-hmm. And things are like popping everywhere yep. on the cryptocurrency yep. market. Um, and, and one thing that I struggle with is really trying to find okay why you know like i know we've had the dip and and that news seems to be present when that really happens because it's either on twitter somewhere uh or you know you get the the new you can find the news fairly quick but then when it starts to pop it, it you you start to like really look out okay well why is it popping what who's doing what and it all is moving together too, which kind of for me seems really skeptical as to okay, why is the whole entire crypto market kind of following the same trend right now mm-hmm. with how it's fluctuating? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go deep into conspiracies with it. Uh, I mean, I, I try to take the emotion out of it, and I try to take when I, whenever I'm trading or looking at a chart. I mean, I've been trading since you know I was 18. I was first able to open an E-Trade account when E-Trade was a you know the big thing. Um, so I've been been studying charts, been looking at charts for a long time. And I try to focus on that. I try to focus on the numbers, not so much the FUD. But you have to also take in consideration human emotion. People see a dip, like you said, they're going to panic. It's just kind of a snowball effect. It starts building up, building up, building up. And to the point where you're having these massive dips, you know, 30, 40% retracements. Um, but as things calm down, which is kind of what we're seeing now, I mean, I was looking at the Doge charts before before we went on, and, uh, you know, we're breaking resistance points. It's, it's, you know, forming very specific patterns. Mm-hmm. Now, cryptocurrency moves far faster than a traditional asset or market class, like whether you're trading for exchange uh, currencies or if you're on the US stock market those follow certain historical levels right and uh you're only allowed to trade those certain hours of the day so many days a week where cryptocurrency trades all the time and never turns mm-hmm. off so you see far faster movements and manipulations in markets like that so even though that it's dipping far faster or it's dipping or we're seeing higher higher highs lower lows and we're getting so much momentum you gotta take into consideration that the market never sleeps with cryptocurrency there's mm-hmm. always somebody trading it. It yep. never stops. So, of course, when something happens and it snowballs, you're going to see these massive dips. You're going to see these massive gains. Either it goes mm-hmm. both directions. You, just, you have to be prepared for it. And, you know, like I tell everybody on my YouTube channel, it's, you know, don't invest more than you're willing to lose because it is a gamble. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got to be, be in it for the long long haul or, or get your gains and get out. Yep. I know you talk about emotion and uh you know, we're sitting here, me and Scott are, are, you know, texting each other, you know, oh, no, the market's shit today. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not working out, you know, this, that. 
And we're, we're pouting over, um, you know, a 30% dip on 300% profits. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah look, look at the big picture. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it just sucks when you see the red. You know, you like seeing the, you know, Robin Hood world, which Robin Hood's not the greatest, but, you know, when it's in the, the red, you kind of like, oh, shit. But when you see it in the green, you're like, awesome, get, you know? Get away from Robin Hood crypto, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know. It's, that's where I started with it. And then I was like, nope. Ever since they started pulling yep. all their bullshit with, with Doge and and uh, basically slowing it down and basically they don't really have much of anything in there anyways. Um, yeah, I'm definitely they, in the, they, in the they works of. They made it easy of, for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah I think that's what it is. They made it easy. Mm-hmm. But I'm a, I'm a strong believer in Doge. I'm still a strong believer in cryptocurrency. Even if it dips another 20, 30 percent, I'm still involved in it. Yep. You know, Same. Look, constantly looking at new projects. Yep. No, yeah, we're a huge fan of Doge. I mean, we we, um, we might. both pitched in to do your um, your lottery. Oh, mm. Cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, we we yeah. like that's one of the coins. So I I put uh, well, I, I started off with Robinhood as well, mm-hmm. and I had put a little bit of money in um, Doge on Robinhood. You know, when it was like a third of a penny. Like I was even surprised it was just even on Robinhood. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it was there, I, I wanted to put money yeah. on it. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, it started hitting six, eight, 10, 12, 15, now 30 cents where I was like, okay, I need to, when dips happen, I need to move it out of this and put it somewhere else. Cause I can't be in here. Yeah. yeah there's a, there's a lot of strategies out there. And I talked to a number of, you know, bigger or deeper pockets than I than I will ever dream of having um, <laughs> and they all they all talk about the same thing you know collect your gains you see the dip coming you move it to something more stable um, a lot of guys that uh, that that have been talking with you know they'll, they'll invest in doge or invest in safe moon or or sheep you know some of these meme stocks or these meme coins that are popping up they'll collect their gains and then move everything to like us the us coin the stable coins hold it wait for them to see signals on the charts and then buy back into them on the dip at a discount and ride the gains again. So, but mm. I mean, to, to do something like that, you have to be watching the charts constantly and you have to be on top of it 24 seven, you know, just to make, make 10%, you know, constant, yeah. constant battle. Yeah. So you bring up a good point here because uh, we're not really traders. Like we're we're like one of those hodlers, basically. Like we're mining mm-hmm. it and, and essentially, you know, putting it into other stuff, uh, depending on which cryptocurrency that that we mined. Yeah. But like Doge, it, it's mined and it sits. Like we're not actually, uh, you know, moving it in any which direction uh, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to trading, do you mentioned the stablecoin. Do you have a preferable stable coin that you would want to use or, or recommend, I should say, uh, as to putting that putting a coin in there uh, to kind of try to offset and, and do that type of trading strategy? So I, I guess to kind of answer your question, I got to go back just a couple more steps. So I, I mine it just like you guys, but I also buy it as well. So mm. everything that I mine, I get, it gets broken up into certain percentages if you will so a percentage of it goes to a hard wallet and gets kind of stashed away for a rainy day a portion of it goes to pay electric bills and then a portion of it gets put onto say an app like crypto.com where I that's where the money I trade with I try to catch the gains and then I'll convert it to like true USD 
which on crypto.com okay. if you stake their CRO, CRO coin you can get up to like 14% APY so you hold for a couple weeks couple months whatever it is while it's dipping with the true USD collect your interest now you have a little bit more extra in your pocket turn over by the dip and doge write it up sell it and repeat you know rinse and repeat so yeah it depends on which platforms you're using i like crypto.com i've been with them since the beginning when they were mco coin before they were cro uh, so they've been really good to me uh, but i know a lot of guys like binance does interest a lot of you know BlockFi. there are so many platforms out there but that's how i would do it or how i am doing it catch my gains on the amount that i allocate for trading and then move those gains into a stable coin that pays me out interest and then rinse and repeat when i see gains coming i move funds over buy the dip collect the gains put in stable rinse and repeat kind of kind of scenario so i'm catching the interest the compound interest on top of the trading gains that if i make them you know it's it's kind of a roll of the dice if i yeah. can catch those gains or not trading yeah so when you say not you know because i'm fairly new to it i guess the world of crypto so when you're saying watching the charts or when people are watching the charts and you, I guess when you just start seeing it, so, you know, it hit Doge hit 72 cents, right, at one point, and that's when, mm-hmm. it, you know, the all-time high. And then, basically, it started falling, right? So, I guess, at that point, do you, I guess, would you anticipate at that point? And then, basically, that's where it's not crashing, but basically going down. I guess I just don't know how people would know when it's going to get to a point where it's going to stop. You know what I mean? Like, is there a way yeah. to kind of judge that or have an idea? You know what I mean? Yeah, how I much mean, it's, gonna it's tough. It's definitely tough, and a lot of people have their own way of trading. Um, I set, and again, it's very difficult for, for a cryptocurrency because it does move so fast, but you mm-hmm. do dollar cost averaging. So you start seeing a dip, you start taking your gains on the way up, and you start taking your gains on the way down. Dollar cost average in, your dollar cost average out. Uh, kind of, you know, limit your risk, if you will. I mean, there are traders out there. I'm not one of them. I, I don't have the time or the patience to sit there and watch, watch a chart. Mm-hmm. And okay, I got the peak at you know seventy-two point five 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 seven cents, you know, whatever it is, at the very very top, and they hit that sell button. I can't mm-hmm. do it. I'll wait for my my alarms to be triggered. I'll wait for some notification that I have set. Okay, now it's starting to dip. It's got a ten percent retracement. I'll start taking my gains, you know, at that ten, that twenty, that thirty, until I hit back or come back down to my original buy-in price. And then mm-hmm. either I'm holding if I have anything left. Or, you know, I'm, I'm closing out my entire position and taking my 10, 15, 20% gains. It's, it's the years that I've been trading, I found that it's better to limit your risk and collect a small amount of gains than try to risk it all with the possibility of losing it all. So I'm, I'm mm. going to collect my gains where I see them. And I'm not going to complain about it because it all adds up over time. Mm. Yeah, that's good. You, we, we've been kind of on the topic of trading and things like that. And I saw the other day in your Discord channel, which amazing community, by the way. I, I thoroughly enjoy uh, everything in there, awesome. even with the new Thank rules on, on being vulgar and whatnot. But um, uh, you had made mention of a trading bot the other day or someone made a, a question or something along those lines. And you shared some information on trading bots. Uh, get, can I get your thoughts uh, on y- a use of a trading bot and, and what is, you know, what's a what's a good strategy to try to utilize something like that so we don't have to watch the charts? Sure, sure. Um, avoid them. <laughs> no, they, 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 they share. They, they have a good. Uh, they have a good purpose for some people. Um, like I said, there there's 
tons and tons of them out there when we were talking on the Discord server. There's some big ones out there. There's some new ones that are coming out. Uh, I think there's even a famous guy on TikTok now that's got millions of followers that use this one called Stoic. And it's supposed to be this revolutionary AI trading solution that's catching gains and losses, whether it's a bear or bullish market. I've used trading bots for Forex uh, trading on a platform called uh, MT4, MetaTrader 4. And they range from prices from $0 to some guys selling them for $10,000 for these bots. Um, and what they're doing is just utilizing already founded or fundamental trading strategies are just programmed into these bots. So everything that these bots are doing, you can do on your own. So why spend the money and waste the time? Learn the fundamentals. So when you do, you know, you want to spend the money on the bot, you understand what the bot is doing. Because the bot, just like a human, if it's going off of what we are telling it to do, it can make mistakes just like we can. But if you have a checks and balance system, these bots can be beneficial. But I don't recommend them for people just getting into trading or kind of like a set it and forget it mentality. You have to monitor them because the market changes, environments change, emotions change. And those are things you can't really predict. Especially with crypto. Yeah, and that, you know, you bring up a... Yeah, you, you bring up a good point with how you just said that, you know, with new people getting into crypto and, and, and trading box and things like that. And one thing, especially that we need to really mention, and I should have done this at the beginning of the episode, uh, to appease the YouTube gods uh, and algorithm. <laughs> you know, none of us are financial advisors here. So you need to do yeah. your own research <laughs> and, and essentially, you know, take your best strategic action that you feel is the right way to go. Uh, right. So none of this is advice whatsoever. Nope. <laughs> none of it all. <laughs> no. Not, not an expert, but I mean, I'm I, I'm a welder. I've been been a welder for uh, God. I'm going on 22 plus years of being a very proficient welder. I mean, aerospace industry, race industry, you name it. I've had my hands on it. You know, wow. I've, I'm a I'm a master class welder that just loves trading and loves cryptocurrency and those are kind of my driving forces to allow me to build top fuel harleys and to build the kind of the fun stuff that i want to do so it's not not a financial advisor by any stretch of the definition (laughs) 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 so we had mentioned uh doge uh and uh, i want to also bring up you know other altcoins as well uh, what first uh, got your interest on Doge? Because we're fanatics of it uh, for the most part. Like I, yeah. we we specifically looked for an L three to make sure that we could mine yep. it. You know, we're trying to figure out ways of, um, you know, gain, capitalizing on what we're actually mining so we can even get even more. Uh, so, yeah. So what what uh what type of um, what got you into Doge? So I, I think I posted my first Doge themed video and don't you know instagram post back in 2016 2017 wow so, uh, i've been in, involved in doge since the l3 came out when the l3 was primarily made to mine litecoin on the mm-hmm. script network um, but i saw the benefits of mining a coin that you know nobody was really talking about it had a huge community it had a huge following right off the bat and the creator of it at the time, he's since you know stepped back from the development team, 
but he was all about good vibes. He was all about, you know, instilling positive reinforcement to the community where there is so much negativity involved around. Whenever you involve money, whenever you involve that kind of stuff, there's always going to be that underlying negativity. So he was all about, yeah. you know, I don't care if my coin is worth anything. It's a joke. It's a meme coin. But let's make it fun. Let's make it entertaining. And it just the community has blown up. And uh, that's more or less why I got into it, just because I saw the value behind the community. Not so much the coin, but the, the community. And, and that would have been before Elon Musk even found his excitement. Yeah. So that, that was before the hype train, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, was, I was going through my posts, and I and I think one Christmas I even set my brothers, you know, as a joke, I set them each like 50,000 Doge back when 50,000 Doge was <laughs> worth maybe 10 bucks. You know, wow. uh-huh. way, way back when, and uh, you know, I'm calling them up now. Do you still have that? Do you still have access to that account? Because that—that's a car payment. That's a down payment that's, for yeah, some you know, good money right something. there. Right, exactly. So yeah, I've been involved in it for for quite some time. Nice. Cool. So, what are your thoughts with you know basically how things are happening? Do you see Doge at a dollar at some point in the near future? Um, I, I think it can be. I think we can definitely get there. We have a lot of catalysts that still haven't been, you know, touched upon yet. That you know, kind of in the pipeline. They're in the works. Everyone's talking about them, but we haven't seen them realized yet. You know, Coinbase, Robinhood. Uh, other exchanges, whether Elon Musk comes through and puts it on his uh, Dojo supercomputer, there's so many things that are popping up with Dogecoin that it could definitely hit, I think, $2 a coin. You know, we're talking if it hits $2, that's a, what, a $200 billion market cap? You know, it, it's definitely yeah. feasible in time, say five years down the line. So I'm, I'm, I'm still holding, I'm still mining it. I definitely think it can, it can touch off. I was just doing some research earlier today talking about uh, Dogecoin and uh, the conspiracies behind it. I think it's hilarious seeing those, those conspiracies pop up behind Dogecoin and uh, people finding binary codes in transactions because it was so cheap to send wow. and mine and use Dogecoin. I mean, they got hidden messages in binary code embedded in some of these transactions over time so i thought it was just it was cool to see <laughs> that 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 is something that we always like to dig into like conspiracies we, we even have our own conspiracy on the show um <laughs> and i have like gone down the rabbit hole of your dis, your discord channel with the doge conspiracy oh god <laughs> uh, it, you just made yeah you just made mention of the one with the binary code are there any other doge conspiracies uh, that that are entertaining or at least maybe even you know it's plausible um yeah i mean it there's a there's a couple that the big the big binary one i think that's kind of one of the biggest ones out there right now where people are sending messages to each other uh through different transactions uh, but i think that kind of got washed away a little bit after people discovered it sending elon elon his own private messages saying happy birthday elon and you know <laughs> some you know just some of the things that that we we discovered uh, a couple of the guys in the discord that had you know shown up um, but uh more i've been di- diving deeper down the rabbit hole myself tracing these transactions uh, it's so simple now to create these dogecoin wallets with so many different platforms utilizing them and implementing them that I mean we had so the, the, I'll, I'll kind of fill you guys in I guess we're talking about so Elon tweeted the 11th the 13th and the 14th all revolving around Doge 
Yeah, he asked on the 11th, should we use Doge? Yeah, then on the 13th, he had that big BTC, you know, where we're going away from Bitcoin. And mm-hmm. then on the 14th, he says he's working with the, the Doge team. And then right around the same time, we had a wallet pop up on the 9th with right around $800 million or 2.7 billion Dogecoin in it for a very short amount of time and almost looked like it was doing transaction tests. So it did a number of transaction tests and Mm. then we saw a single amount of Bitcoin, the same amount that was put into it, the same exact number was sent to a brand new wallet that was just created on the 9th um, or sorry the 19th that hasn't had doesn't have any more transaction but it's the same exact value that the original wallet has started with so we think a lot of guys are thinking that's maybe Tesla's wallet that they're testing with that they're moving the money around trying to figure out the best way to implement Dogecoin or payment system using Dogecoin wow. I mean, the numbers are too precise to be I mean you send Doge you have a, a, a transaction fee for any cryptocurrency Mm-hmm. But they calculated in, you know, for for just to be somebody sending Dogecoin to a buddy, but then to have the final transaction be the same exact amount put into it at the very beginning, a hundred transactions later, or twenty transactions later, whatever it was, and then go to a brand new wallet. It was just, it's very suspicious to me to see you know, transactions like that. So I, that's especially that large, I mean, it's got to be somebody, it. somebody with some big money. And, yeah, it's it's yeah, definitely that's, that's, it's. On, hmm. on the rich list, it's number five right now. So it's, uh, you know, 2.76 billion Dogecoin, right around $757 million. Wow. So it's, it's a good good chunk of change. Yeah, that's, yeah. Wow. Wow. And to be just playing what, with it. What do you think about uh, Robinhood and their possibility of being like one of the top 10 Doge wallets? It's, it's possible. I mean... <laughs> One of the things that I've been digging into and I've been trying my hardest to figure out, there's a big conspiracy around Robinhood buying, again, like you said, top five wallets, tons and tons of cryptocurrency or Dogecoin, not just in Doge, but BTC, Ethereum, buying them at these super low prices years ago and holding them in these wallets and they're internally trading the asset on their platform using that single wallet that's why you know on Robinhood you don't have your private keys it's not really your cryptocurrency so they can mm. say you have yeah you know whatever amount you. they want to tell you you have they, they pretty much control it um, you know not your keys not your coins kind of situation mm. so I, I, it could be very possible that they have one of the largest crypto doge wallets out there and they're just internally trading with uh, its users and um, you know collecting the profit off of it just sitting hmm. there holding it. <laughs> wow. I gotta get out. I gotta get out of there. I gotta leave fast. <laughs> You're scaring me. I, 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 can't, I can't point the finger too much. I still have coins you know, held up in, Over there. Uh, in Robinhood. So I, I can't point the blame too, too much. But yeah, it's, it's definitely something I've been trying to do is get away from Robinhood. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and... I was gonna, well, no, you go ahead, Mark. I'll, I'll go after so we're talking about uh, the Dogecoin, right? And, and now, well, this crypto bull run essentially is like altcoin season for the most part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, we have coins that are, are doing static reflections and, and a lot of things uh, going on with multiple. And, and it's essentially just a lot of, of coins mirroring another coin and uh, things like that. 
uh, we have this project now uh, we talked about it on a previous podcast, and, we, and you talk about it in, in your Discord channel a lot, uh, is SafeMoon. Uh, with its re- reflective yep. static uh, yep. liquidity mining, or however you want to say it, right? Tokenomics. Yeah, tokenomics. Uh, yep. What, what What are your thoughts on Safe Moon as a project, uh, and and what what do you think things might be like with this? Because I I feel uh, before you answer the question, I feel like they're they're doing the right things, right? As as a team, a core team, yep. but also at the same time, like they're doing what every other coin is doing so it's like oh we got an exchange now or we're making exchange we're making a wallet we're giving you a card Mm -hmm. like there's nothing new innovative that i'm starting like really seeing Mm -hmm. uh, other than like the gambia thing which that also has fud that is going along with it so like i said what is your what's your thoughts and uh, opinions on that? okay so down the rabbit hole we go i guess um (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you really want to go you know talk about duplicates and reproductions of coins everything is a, a basis off of cryptocurrency or off of bitcoin and bitcoin itself is actually yeah, yeah. a copy of a whole nother project that was implemented years before that and we're talking back in you know the early 90s when people started talking about digital currency and implementing this kind of bitcoin project and it wasn't until we, 2009 when we got bitcoin and it just everybody copied it you copy a good thing you see you're my money maker you're going to copy it you know, mm-hmm. Bitcoin, yeah. Litecoin, Ethereum, all the way up the chain, and you try to implement your own kind of spin on it and improve upon it to, you know, do we get to that, you know, Apex coin that has just everything that everybody is looking for, that, you know, that, that standard. Um, I, I don't think we're there yet. I think we have a long way to go. Uh, I like SafeMoon because it checks off a lot of boxes for me. Bitcoin is very anonymous, which is awesome. I know a lot of guys like the decentralized factor around so many different cryptocurrencies. You have SafeMoon, though, that is a licensed business in the U.S. They have yeah. legal, you know, ramifications if they do a rug pull. They have, you know, they're going to be facing jail time if they do a scam, like, say, BitConnect mm-hmm. does. I know we had a lot of people talking about BitConnect or comparing BitConnect to SafeMoon. BitConnect was a Ponzi scheme based on loans and uh, compounding interest. SafeMoon is a tokenomic system that is only generating coin every time a transaction happens. So it's not promising anything. You can, you can, you know, the market could stop transact having transactions tomorrow, and nobody's gaining tokenomics. Nobody's talking about that factor. Mm. If everybody stops trading SafeMoon tomorrow, the to- tokenomics dies with it. Wow. So, and and it's it's a I like the way they have this, the tokenomics set up. They're burning the liquidity. They're burning, you know, so many tokens are getting completely destroyed off the market. And then a certain percentage is going back to the, the holders. Um, I think this is only phase one for them. You know, I know you said you mentioned the exchange. You mentioned the, the wallets and the cards. And I know other services have done that. Binance being one of them, Crypto.com being another it's going to be interesting to see how they develop and utilize those tools moving forward. I see them as using them as tools, not so much the underlying fundamentals of their of their coin, but just tools to be used or perks to be used, if you will, for that cryptocurrency as it grows. Now, having something that has an unlimited supply, no, it's not unlimited. I know it's in the trillions, right? For, mm-hmm. for Yeah. I could see them potentially doing a 
almost like a, a reversed split or like that you would see in the stock market. For every 10 coins that you have, you now have one. You know, that would drive the price of Safe Moon exponentially, you know, parabolic if they burned, you know, 10,000 coins for every one, you know, and you get back one. So they have a lot of tools at their disposal and strategies that I think that uh, their team has probably considered and thought of that uh, as, as a business owner myself, that's what I see them doing is they're running this as a business. And that's what I really like to see is that mm. they're, they're holding themselves accountable. They have plans. I mean, this is still in the infancy. We're only a couple months old mm -hmm. and they have millions of followers. They have millions of wallets. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they've done well for the short period of time for sure. Right. And then that speaks volumes and they're, they're combating the, the, the FUD. They're, they're out there doing their best to say, Hey, we understand that you're concerned about this let us let us fix it you know that foot is incorrect but this is what's really happened this is what started that foot and this is what we're doing to fix that issue uh, so i thought that yeah interesting it, it does seem like they are being very transparent in their amas mm -hmm. uh, i think uh obviously they have an ama usually every sunday yep. mm -hmm. this past yep. sunday prior to today uh they had an ama where they had talked about uh you know reflection for the most part uh, and uh, prior to the AMA, or it, if it was if it was on Twitter, I, I can't really recall now. I'd have to look it up. But uh, at one point, they said that uh, Whitebit was not going to apply tokenomics mm -hmm. to their exchange, even though they have SafeMoon listed. Yep. Uh, during the AMA, they uh, broke out and, and basically answered a question that made me believe that well, the way with Whitebit not doing that each it, the way it came off or how they said it is is that each exchange essentially reflects back to who holds it at that exchange so if like we got ours off of PancakeSwap mm -hmm. we only get reflections from people who trade through PancakeSwap oh, we don't get reflections through every other uh, exchange know that. Uh, which which the way that this was kind of sold to us at the beginning was if you trade safe moon 5% or X amount, two and a half, whatever mm -hmm. it is, because they split it so many different mm -hmm. times, goes to you. Yeah. It, they didn't mention yeah. exchange to exchange. Uh, and that, I think, has been like either uh, I need more clarification personally to kind of figure this out or or like this is... It, it's uh, it's frustrating for the most part because yeah. you sold it to me at the get go like it all, not just the exchange I'm on. So now I feel like I'm losing money because I should have gotten more from every other exchange that's been listed. Like n you continually promoting to more exchanges for me is a bad thing, and and that kind of shows with where the price is now, right? Yay, we're getting reflections, and that's great, and it's boosting up. You know, I'm seeing, like, a certain percentage daily being returned back to me, which is awesome. I love it. But at the same time, every time a new exchange opens up, or let's say their exchange, and I don't want to move from PancakeSwap, well, I am going to get a little piece of that because I think that they're not going to... Uh, uh, they're they're not going to waive the fee to move into Safe Moon's exchange. I just I don't feasibly see that as a, a, a correct business mm -hmm. decision. 
Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, I totally admit that I, being wrong, I, I'm wrong 99% of the time when it comes to stuff yeah, like this. You're, but you're married. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my, mine's tattooed on my finger, so I understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, it, it, it's frustrating, but it seems like it's... it's I don't even know where I was going to end with that. But essentially, this seems like it's a real thing. What do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I feel your frustration. I, I you know I kind of bought into that that whole sales pitch at the beginning as well, with the tokenomics being implemented across all exchanges. Um, I think that was, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to try to give these guys the benefit of the doubt because, like I said, it is such a new coin. Um, I don't think the exchanges, you got to remember, a lot of these exchanges are run off of servers in some guy's grandma's basement. I mean, some of these, they're not, they're not big time exchanges. It's not like the Binance server exchange. It's not like Coinbase. No. So to implement some of these tokenomics across multiple platforms, they all have to be connected in some way where a lot of these exchanges are decentralized and off of that kind of platform. So I don't think they were really expecting that to happen. Um, I think they had good intentions. I think they initially wanted it to work that way, like we're talking about, across multiple platforms, across multiple exchanges. Uh, hopefully they come yeah. out with a patch to fix that and uh, we'll see the tokenomics be implemented easier on some of these larger exchanges and across other exchanges where we see our tokenomics. I think it's supposed to be a, uh, a 16% APY pretty much on, on uh, safe mode is what it comes wow. out to. So that's pretty good. Yeah, which, which if you think about that, dude, that's amazing. Like, you go to a bank right now, you'd be lucky to break a percent. Right. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of these cryptos, too. There are other exchanges that are offering, you know, inflated numbers beeyond that. But 16% is a good yeah. rate, man. And like, it's just something yeah. that you, it's a positive direction and it's passive income, especially if you bought that uh, that coin passively. It's kind of mm-hmm. like we did. It's, it's a... It's a five second intervals when you get your your safe moon tokenomics payouts right five seconds roughly so it's a five second yeah. compounding interest on that 16 percent. so every time that your wallet goes up every five seconds it rolls over and starts again on that that 16 or whatever it is i think it comes out mm-hmm. to 0.06 percent per day uh, my math is horrible don't quote, don't quote me on that <laughs> but i think it works up to something similar to that so it's that's the compounding effect that really got me i love compound interest i love that type of investing uh, and like i said i really hope that they they pull that patch out and, and fix something that that they recognize is broken like they have been doing and we see them fix that on the exchanges um, I think it's pretty cool that they have done a couple, you know, big FUs to a lot of these bigger exchanges and services that say we don't we don't believe in Safe Moon. Well, you know what? Screw you. We're gonna do our own wallet. Like uh, what was it? Um, the Treasure, the 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 hardware wallet, right? They yeah. want to implement Safe yeah. Moon on it. So the Safe Moon team said, you know, screw you. We'll come out with our own hardware wallet on top of our card that we're implementing. So they see issues, they're rising to it. I hope that this is another issue that they rise to and fix. This is basically what I'm, I'm hoping for. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I believe in the project, but it's just like when you hear things like that, it makes sense as to why there's yeah. red, right? It just makes sense like, okay, well, why am I still at the same amount that I initially you know, put in there? Uh, it, it, does, it just doesn't make sense uh, with you know, where things, and I'm not expecting this thing to go to the moon, uh, like you know, immediately, but I am, you know, Hoping. expecting, you know, good things from it. Yeah, I want to retire, yeah. damn it, yeah. today. Uh, I'm right there with you. I feel you. 
and then that's that's the struggle. We're always looking for those new projects. It's always there's always something new. That's yeah, always exactly. Something bigger and better. <laughs> Is there one that you that you're looking at now that's pretty infantile, kind of like Save Moon that you that maybe's on your radar, as far as maybe uh, something that's pretty new. I try. I try to limit my risk right now. Um, you know, a, little, a little bit deep. We'll dive deeper into my background, I guess. I sold my house. I sold everything I had, and I moved 800 miles out of Southwest Florida. Uh, mm. So what I'm doing right now, this whole the YouTube venture, the whole investing, day trading, and you know, I don't, don't consider myself a professional day trader or a. So I'm, I'm proficient in it to enough where the past five months now I've been living off of my trades have been living off my wow. investments That's good. Um, and it's something I've always wanted to do so I've been very limited on my risks that I've been taking uh, safe moon I had some coins laying around uh, actually it was a Cardano had done real mm. well for me um, yeah and I, I sold some of my Cardano bought into safe moon so even if I lose everything for safe moon I'm not out any money that I wasn't willing to invest it was money that I found lying around on an old PC gotcha. from, you know, I think it was a <laughs> one Cardano wallet. I mean, it was it wasn't much, but it was enough to get myself a good good chunk of safe mode. So, uh, but yeah, I, I try to limit my risk. Um, I know a lot of guys in the Discord server are talking about Ethereum Max. Um, they're mm. talking about a lot of these Ethereum forks based upon the London fork that's coming up with Ethereum 2.0. A lot of people are scared about that one, so they're looking for alternatives, even the miner standpoint of it. Mm -hmm. when ethereum switches over now it's you know with the gas fight fees everything else people are looking for other places to point their gpu miners so whether there be rave uh raven uh, we're raven we're gonna be we're in that yeah, we're gonna be yeah. one of them because we have yeah we have ethereum that we're doing i've been watching bits be tripping yep. uh, on youtube uh, yep. i really awesome like game. him and his style it is <laughs> it is and he he's recently done some videos as to okay well what's gonna happen where are we navigating to you know things like that um, do you have maybe like an idea? Are you mining Ethereum right now? Uh, not currently. Um, and unfortunately, I'm, I'm in a rental house right now, so I don't have mm. a, a desi. I mean, it's, it's an old house. I've already fried some of the electrical and part of the house already. I have to repair <laughs> ah. trying to run my L3s. So I'm very limited on power. Uh, mm. I do have an older PC behind me that I'll try different algorithms on. Um, like I'll, I yeah. switched to Raven for a little bit, Ravencoin, mining that for a little bit because the difficulty's down when i'm looking for new projects on the mining standpoint i'm looking for something that has a large community but the difficulty is super low like dogecoin was originally tons of tons of community tons of support lots of talk whether it's good or bad it's still talk and then the mining difficulty is low so i can gather up those coins as it becomes more and more popular and more and more people talk about it uh, safe moon is one of them that you don't really have to mine uh, then you, you know, before SafeMoon, you had master nodes, uh, people buying and holding like, like Dash and uh, you know, staking. I did did that for a while, so you got to, you know, it, it's very difficult, and I've definitely lost a ton of money <laughs> trying to figure <laughs> out what the next big wave is, and that's it's it's a constant battle. Um, but to answer your question, like it's yeah. definitely SafeMoon, definitely Rave right now. Been kind of looking at Ethereum Max a little bit. Um, Got to dive a little bit deeper. I'm probably one of the only few guys out there that actually reads the white papers for a lot of these coins. So, I, I, oh I like no, the, that's oh, no, that Mark, is Mark definitely does that too. Mind you, Mark makes sure he knows what, what it's all about. Yeah, before it's, we start uh, messing you, with it. Yeah, if you're going to invest your invest your money in it, you might as well you know learn a little bit about what you're investing in. Mm-hmm. Very true. 
uh, we're to get back onto like the the safe moon and alternate coins. So I may mention earlier about like all these little copycats, right? Uh, and so what I've been doing is, is I've been taking a little bit of piece of uh, my Ethereum that we're mining, uh, just you know small chunks, nothing crazy, twenty, thirty dollars worth or so, or fifty dollars, whatever. Uh, and, and essentially, I'm I'm putting it in some of these copycats. Uh, they're, they're like I got um, Bonfire uh, came out and essentially around the same time as Safe Moon, uh, and then there's like Safe Mars and uh, Elon and Dick and Pussy and you know all these other ones that are coming out. Do <laughs> oh ass with about ass. Diver- I'm trying to diversify, man. <laughs> Why not with the ass the ass coin? Yeah, oh yeah, the ass coin, the Australian shepherd. Yeah, yeah. You have, you have. I mean, you have a whole right, and, and that's that's the gamble. I mean, you're you're only taking twenty bucks or so, and you, you say you dump it into like Shiba Inu or Pornhub mm. coin or whatever it may be, whatever you want to dive into, and it's only worth you know a fraction of a penny. So you're getting seven thousand coins or whatever, mm-hmm. seven million coins or whatever it is. So yeah, you, I mean, it, it's rolling the dice. It's going to the craps table and hoping that it comes up red or black or you know. Yeah. I I, uh, um, I I did that for a long time, um, and I just I drove myself crazy trying to read everything and try to you know figure out what's going on. And yeah, you can spread it. You can take a hundred bucks and dump twenty dollars across the the gamut of all the dog coins <laughs> that are out there or all the you know the, yeah. the shit coins that are available and hope mm-hmm. that you get lucky. I mean, everybody hopes about those you know grander times but uh it, it's tough i mean I, i'm i'm <laughs> very tempted sometimes to do it and then i gotta remember i gotta put food on the table i get you know bills to pay. So <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's tough as soon as i heard of the the pussy token i was like i <laughs> want to buy that own some pussy so bad it's <laughs> Mar- married life, right? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, God, God forbid me, you know, my wife hears this, but you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's uh, one of the bigger ones that I got into a while back was um, there was a a pot coin that you could stake master notes. And I went heavy into it. And I saw huge gains right off the bat because I was running four or five master nodes, and then it just tanked. It just mm. it, it went it went oh. bye bye. I mean, I, I got out of I got what I invested into it back oh, out. All the gains were gone. So I'm a little bit skeptical now. I'm a little you know jaded, if you will. Uh, but no, I understand the appeal of it absolutely. If I had you know couple hundred bucks lying around that i could roll into 20 or 30 different coins that are now on like uh, the ethereum smart chain network is very popular like you're saying or the binance smart chain network um or nfts whatever it may be you know just kind of roll the dice i'd absolutely do it but um, i'm Mm, I'm staying i'm trying to keep it keep my crypto portfolio minimal focusing like like i said on dogecoin mainly is my main my main squeeze uh safe moon is a big one for me right now just because I, I got, you know, I like the team, I like the coin, uh, a little bit of Bitcoin just to kind of, you know, make myself solid. And then CRO is a huge one for me because mm-hmm. I use crypto.com. Yeah, me too. I use that wallet constantly. My wife is out with my kids right now, probably emptying the card. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I like it. I, I stake it. That's, that's a big one that I'm involved in. And uh, then, of course, like I said, uh, we always go back to the stable coins, the U.S. trust coin, USD trust. Uh, what do you think with crypto.com, their DeFi app versus actually using the app where the card is? So their DeFi app is interesting. 
thing. I've only uh, dived into it a very, very little, so I don't want to speak too ill will of it. Um, but it seems yeah. like it was a rush job to me. It's uh, It's got some good fundamentals behind it, but it's a lot like the Coinbase DeFi app. I mean, no mm-hmm. one talks about it. There, there, there's an actual... Yeah, yeah, no actual... one talks about it. But right. what I found appealing on this on the DeFi app is that like there there is no limit, and you can stake yeah. your your crow yeah. uh, for like twelve percent. Right. There's there's no minimum. It's like that's a no brainer for the most part if this app is actually you know mm-hmm. functionable. Yeah. yeah, from what I see, it works. Um, the only issue that I've had with it so far, like I, like you just mentioned, I tried to do something similar. I tried to roll over because uh, there's no limit on how much you can stake on the DeFi side of things. Versus your limits on the actual crypto.com mobile app, uh, there yeah. there was a little bit of a disconnect on how they linked up, so it was taking me a little bit of time to transfer funds back and forth. Uh, so that was kind of that that more or less turned me off when it when it came to the the DeFi app. And now they have the NFT app, and now they have. Uh, um, like a savings, I think they're coming out with a new crypto savings or lockup app that they're trying to put out now. Um, they're they're trying to fall in line with crypto or Coinbase is what I feel, and uh, they're just trying to compete and race with them. And they're not, you know, more or less checking off all the boxes. They're just trying to get something else out there. Not saying it's bad. It's just they're they're yeah. they need to you know take a step back. They have a really good platform with CRO and how that's staked and, and how that's utilized. I really like how their rewards program works with their mm-hmm. CRO token. Um, but how they interconnect with each other, I think, needs a little bit more thought. That's all. Okay. Can I pick your brain on mining CRO? Okay. <laughs> so it's it's not Correct. mineable, right? So it's not Correct. at all. But there is a way. So, and I've been trying to figure out what the most cost-effective way would be of doing this. And I was kind of thinking of maybe getting like a, a three or four gig card, okay. right? Uh, on a cheap motherboard and and putting it on ProHash. But the thing with that is, uh, like, uh, right now, like, the operating system we use for all of our mining uh, for ease of use is Hive Mm -hmm. because we're in two different locations and we have two different setups going on. So we need control. We need a centralized control of it for Mm -hmm. each other. Um, Mm -hmm. With doing it that way, like how I just stated, how can I do that through Hive? Through Hive. Hmm. So you, you'd have to find a trading pool. Uh, like you said, Crypto.com or CRO coin is not fundamentally built to be mined. But because of the market cap yeah. that's behind it and the amount of assets and liquidity that CRO has, a lot of these exchanges or pools that are tied to exchanges are adding it as a payout device. Uh, you mentioned ProHashing.com. It's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite uh, mining pools because when you you do your calculations and you're trying to figure out how much money you're going to make with your miners, it gives you a solid number. It says you're going to make 20 bucks a month. You're going to make X amount of dollars a month, whatever it is. So, I mean, you take that yeah. further, pull out your little calculator on your computer and you can, you know, the price of CRO is $13 or what, 13 cents for a coin and you can do the math that way or you just set it to the CRO payment or payout and have it put into your wallet. So you have mm-hmm. to find an exchange or again, a pool that has an exchange built in. Some of these pools don't have exchanges. So there there are you know, yeah. F2, F2 pools, a good one. Prohashing.com mm-hmm. is an amazing one. 
Uh, Zerg Pool is a, another good good one that they have exchanges built into their system, and that's how they're doing it. They're exchanging it at almost no transaction fee because it's all in-house, and they're sending you the coins that you want to be paid out in. Uh, so you'd have to figure out what pool is going to pay you out the most profitable for the algorithm you're mining in. So if you're on pro hashing and you're mining script with your L3 pluses and you set your payout to CRO, it's an instant transaction on their back end to convert whatever script currency or script coin you're mining to pay out in CRO. So it's all happening behind the scenes. So you just got to figure out who's got the lowest fees, who's got the fastest transactions, and uh, who's not going to run out of coins to pay you? Because we, we've seen that time and time again on some of these smaller pools um, that are trying to knock off, say, Zerg Pool, and they'll they'll say, "I want to be paid out in Doge," but they run out of Doge to pay people out because they're not mining it fast enough. So mm, you have to, you know, these yeah. larger pools are great for it, and you know, the Hive OS system is a great system to use. Like you guys are using it in a decentralized location kind of setup where you guys are spread out and you both can monitor it through the app and make changes if someone else is having dinner the other person sees it's going down you can make changes right then and there it works out great for that kind of setup it's just you guys have to have to agree on what pool is going to pay you guys out the most that offers mm. the CRO payout I, I was just trying to think of like if there's a way that because I, I know you can integrate nice hash with um, hive right there, there's ways to do it you have to manually put it in but you can do it and I'm wondering if ProHash has something similar like that uh, I just haven't had a chance to google that yet because well one I, I don't have the card mm-hmm. so with uh, my thought mentality right getting a cheap card like that is that going to to really you know give enough value or do do I have to go and get uh, some type of 8 gig card just to make sure that I get a good chunk pulled through mm-hmm. you know what, what are your thoughts yes I mean if, if so you, you have to find so you're, you're mining with a graphics card GPU so you're, you're talking about gigs with a graphics card right so not ASIC so you're going to have to find a coin that is compatible with your graphics card so you, you almost it's very difficult to mine nowadays with a 4 gig graphics card you need something that's a little bit more powerful to make it worth your while 8 gig and above, right? So you have to figure out what coin your miner, your graphics card can mine the most efficiently. It's not going to be Ethereum. It's probably going to be Ravecoin. It's probably going to be, or, or like you said, not 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 a site that I would use myself, but NiceHash. NiceHash takes your hashing power and puts it in a pool that they tell you where what to mine. They pretty much are taking over your rig. You, and you're mm. getting paid out BTC or whatever it is, and you're converting it. So I'm, I'm not a big fan of Nice Hash because of that reason. They're renting out to hashing power, whether you give them permission to or not. They're, it's I don't like the way they're set up. I haven't used them. I've done a lot of research on it, and I, I'm not a fan. I, I'd rather use a system like uh, yeah. Unminable uh, yeah. versus uh, you know, Nice Hash. But it, it, like I just know that there's functionality with it because you know there are a lot of Nice Hash mm-hmm. fanboys. Uh, and girls, I'm not discriminating. <laughs> it's 2021. It, essentially, you know, it, it, they have some type of functionality with Hive, but it, what you're saying is, is a three or four gig card might not be enough to to essentially get what I'm right. trying to accomplish with Pro. Right. 
uh, doing it through uh, pro I mean, hashing. It, it, pro, pro hashing does what a lot of people don't realize. You could actually message the pro hashing team. They, they all work off of donations, but you can message them and they can actually put a designated port for you to mine whatever algorithm you want if you have the hashing power to support it. So when you're pool mining, you're contributing power to a general consensus of people across the world all pointed at one single port, yeah. right? If you have the hashing power, ProHashing will give you your designated port. They will let you mine on their server or their service through their service and they'll set it up for you if you have the hashing power. If you're, you're outside of the, the typical front-end dashboard that they show you and you're connected to mm -hmm. you know the hive os you say hey i'm using hive os i have x amount of hashing power and i want to you know this is what i want to do with it they'll open up a port for you in the server just for that specific reason but you have to you know have the hashing power to do it um, a way around that is kind of what we did on the party pool in the discord server where people were contributing to the zerg party pool where you had a code that connected your miners and your hashing power to a specific port that that group was mining together, like like a large farm would do, um, but spread out. Yeah, yeah. So you have to make it worth their while for when it comes to pro hashing or some of these larger exchanges uh, or larger pools. Um, F2 pool is one of the largest mining pools out there, but they don't have CRO, for an example, to, for payout. They have a lot of other ones, but CRO isn't the best. So ASIC-wise, you may want to go F2 pool. If you're talking GPUs, you may want to go pro hashing, or you may want to go Zerg pool, some of these smaller exchanges, and have the overall hashing power that nobody else has. So you're going to be the first one to the block, yeah. the first one to find the reward, and the first one to get paid out. So it's, it's a lot of research you have to do and a lot of digging, unfortunately, um, to really <laughs> see those big gains. Uh, but uh, if, if, Mar I, if Mark's I was... Just trying to, Mark's just trying to get the black card, that's why. <laughs> He's trying to have four hundred thousand crow. I'm right. I'm right there with you, and I'll, I'll share you my. I'll share my strategy with you. Um, so something similar to what you're doing, but I will point my my L3 pluses at pro hashing, and I'll get paid out in CRO. Take that CRO and stake it, or I will take a portion of it and you know USD trust collect that fourteen percent interest and roll it over to CRO. So, you know, multiple mm. inlets, you know, not just focusing yeah. on one. I mean, I understand the whole set it and forget it type mentality with the, with the miners, just constantly getting paid out in CRO. Uh, but because it's not accessible on multiple pools, you kind of have to figure out maybe a few other different sources to kind of gain that CRO. To gain, mm -hmm. to gain the state. To get your black card. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. I want it to. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I know. Like I, we use the card. Like we pay electric with yep. it. I we've bought yep. equipment off of Amazon. Like we use it, mm -hmm. uh, and I've used it for you know just miscellaneous things too. I'm not intrigued by like the little benefits of them giving you know giving the kickback of reimbursement for Prime or Netflix or anything like that. I, I'm uh, more uh, geared on like, hey, you're gonna give me eight percent right. worth of crow when I use this thing. I, I want that. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, and I'm right there with you. You know, those little incentives of the Prime or the uh, Spotify, you know, memberships. Oh, that's all well and great, but I, I want the first class lounge seating and I want uh, <laughs> the, the 14 percent, you know, interest on whatever I stake. And it's not just uh, CRO that they increase the interest with. It's across the whole gamut that they. Yeah. Lord. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so wow. the more you stake with their CRO, so 
you have the earning the earn portion of it where you can earn with any crypto or almost any crypto on their exchange and then you have the CRO staking which is a completely different platform so you actually have to you know you lock you're locking up your CRO and they're paying out to a separate wallet your rewards right so you can continue to roll them in or you keep what you have locked up and you lock up or you send the CRO that you're gaining as interest into a secondary interest bearing account because they're separate so the earning account is different than the staking account you know is that making uh-huh. sense yeah so you, you have the yeah. CRO yeah, card locked up coins the 40k the 40,000 coins whatever it is to get your <laughs> metal card or your black card or whatever it is those are locked up but they pay you to your typical or your everyday CRO wallet and then that mm. CRO wallet can then deposit into a separate earning account getting additional interest on the ones that you're receiving as interest from your staking so it's, it's kind of a big big circle but it you're getting but it's all making money right it's, it's, it's a money, money circle of yeah, money it, it, it's a big so i should draw, draw a diagram and put it on the on the discord <laughs> for everybody. that's awesome well uh we're we're just over an hour uh we got a couple questions uh that we usually ask everybody uh on the show uh and then from there we're going to just kind of wrap it up with everything uh so I know that you had stated that you've been kind of catching up with some of our our episodes, yep. so some of these might not be too much of a shocker for you or, <laughs> or off the, the wall. Um, we recently had uh, Dave Sarah on the show. Uh, he's a huge Kill Tony fanatic, uh, and I don't know if I should really say that. It'd probably give me shit that I just said that, but... Uh, he, he lives in L.A. He frequents the comedy store regularly. Uh, he does a show with another uh, show favorite, Kelsey Hudgens. Um, and we asked him, you know, do you think Australia is real? And we've asked this to multiple people because there, there have been instances where we have asked, uh, you know, people from Australia, like, is it a real place? Because there are some things, if you think about the flat earth theory, you know, it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it may not be a real place. You get on a plane for 18 hours, you land somewhere, but did you really land in Australia? And you don't really know. But he brought up a good uh, spin to that because, uh, you know, we're dwelling on Australia, right? And so my first question would be, you know, do you think Australia is real? But uh, before you answer that, uh, Antarctica has <laughs> these billionaires that frequent the i don't know if you want to call antarctica an island i think it is because it's all by itself at the very bottom of the mm-hmm. earth uh but it, these billionaires are sitting there uh on uh their yachts in a green part of australia which baffles me right off there not australia but um antarctica which baffles me completely I, the, you know greenland iceland thing even though that's on the opposite side it's still kind of confusing antarctica is supposed to be ice why is there a green area do you think that there's something else on Antarctica for that reason? So two questions there. Like, like mainly, like mainly, they're they're telling us that it's nothing but ice and uninhabitable, but it's probably like some billionaire awesome island that none of us can go to. Basically, yeah, the billionaire retreat. Yeah, yeah no, that we're just not allowed to go. Even we don't, we don't we, have the black card. Yeah, <laughs> the black card. Even before <laughs> we, we met each other, and you guys, you you know, stumbled upon my Discord and the YouTube channel. My, my father-in-law is a big believer in the flat earth project. oh nice um and where i used oh, to amazing. live yeah and where i used to live uh in southwest florida there's actually a cult that used to be there 
um, Khorashan Park, it's what it's called, and they believed in the domed Earth uh, theory. So mm. I, I've, I've, I've been to that park many times. It's actually, I think the last member just left like 1998. was like the last member. So it was a fairly recent cult, right? So we, I constantly have this discussion with my father-in-law. It's something that always comes up. Um, I believe in the dome theory, I guess, more or less. So I think Antarctica is a portal to maybe the center of the Earth. Ooh. And that's you know, how oh, people are getting that's in. That's a whole other level. Uh, so, you know... I, I, Underneath the ice cap, there's a hidden door to the the center of the earth. You know, more or less. You know, I'm not wow. too deep down the rabbit hole. Um, so, following That's that awesome. dome, domed Earth theory, yes, I would say Australia is is a real place. My <laughs> father-in-law would would beg to differ because he believes in the flat Earth kind of theory. To go, you know, theoretically to another country yet. So. I, I, I tip the scales both directions. <laughs> That's awesome. I can only imagine holiday dinners <laughs> with your father-in-law being a flat Earth theory. Like that is. That's it. That's awesome. He, he's 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 a awesome. great guy. I mean, he's a he's a former Mennonite who doesn't drink. Who you know loves the gamble because he never got to do it growing up being a Mennonite. And to to hear him go on and you know the conversation back and forth. My wife and my my mother-in-law just walk out of the room. They're going at it again. You know. <laughs> next next up, time so. he comes or next family event, just have like a whole bunch of like the globes from like school. Remember like those? Just have them all yep. over set up around your house. Up Earth, he, he, he so he them. can spin he, them. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he hates break them. He, he talks about how the, the proportions are off all the time. It's like you know that's not <laughs> the actual size of it. You know that's not how you measure. You know it's it's a constant back and forth. So yeah, we, awesome. we, we tease him all the time, and he teases me. Oh, we're we gonna go travel. Keep digging. You'll find the center of the Earth. You know you'll get there. You know so we we, we make fun <laughs> of each other all the time. That's awesome. That is awesome. So. Uh, we kind of already went into the conspiracy stuff, so I'm not going to ask, <laughs> ask that question. Uh, but do you have any type of uh, music that you find a as a guilty pleasure? Uh, music is a guilty well. Like my, my, play my, my playlist is strictly '90s '90s music. Oh, that's good. <laughs> but my my wife is five okay. years okay. younger than me. You know, born in a different generation. She she hates it. She's like, I'm sick of listening to it. But I, I love '90s rock and '90s you know type you know, you know music um and then growing up in the house that i grew up in um whenever i'm looking for you know kind of a pick-me-up i'll go back and listen to you know more 60s and 70s style music you know just because that's what my mom always okay. sang and that's what kind of like picks you up a little bit so that's cool very cool. so when you're out and you're doing your welding stuff is there something that you're just like you know what i gotta listen to nirvana today yep is there something like that <laughs> absolutely you know there's definitely some hardcore 90s rock going on in my garage absolutely <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so uh, the this one might throw you off a little bit so if you could put on the spot i i do apologize Bring it on. <laughs> what is a piece of information that you have learned in your life uh that feels illegal to know uh the credit system is uh, is a fraud. It's it's fake. There's mm. there's the, it's where we're all made to believe in in the credit system, and that's the underlying power when you know cash is king. Um, I, my my grandfather to this to the day he died never had a single credit card. Paid cash for everything, and he was a very well-to-do individual. Yeah. So the, the credit system is controlled by three corporations that are all have somebody in their pocket and uh mm -hmm. I, the credit cards it, it, there's there's so many loopholes 
to get yourself to a A plus triple A rating credit score that I could go over. We could spend a whole episode just, you know, talking about <laughs> how to get you your credit up. I don't want to be that person like uh, a lot of these <laughs> other YouTubers, but yeah, there's so many loopholes to manipulate your credit score that I just I don't believe in it. And I don't hmm. don't believe yeah. in it. We're the only civilized well, I don't want to say civilized, but we're the only wealthy nation that like we put our dollar against it. Like you know, we, we basically have our economy built off the debt of these credit systems from three agencies, mm -hmm. like not, not a good abundance full of agencies, three. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so true. Yeah, no, I, I, I can totally see that. I can, it's something that is very convincingly true. Uh, for the yeah, most you, part, you need that, you know, uh, and you, you see, you that, see, yeah, that's what you were you were brought up to believe. You needed a credit score to get anything, and it's it's not it's not true. Exactly, that's, it's not mm. true. If you if no, you have no. money, cash talks. That's true. So we have started a mining endeavor. Me and Scott together. Uh, that sounded all yeah, weird and rhyme. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we have yet to use credit cards. Like, yeah. like we have essentially almost a full giga hash of Ethereum hash rate. That's awesome. And we have that's yet awesome. to use one credit card for that. That's, so that's, that's true. And that's just going to keep hopefully, you know, growing. That, that's awesome. You know I mean? Yeah. That, that's you guys, you hit the nail on the head. You're, you're following the why these bigger governments, entities hate it so much. It's because your money's making money. You, you, mm -hmm. That's the addition to life, you know. Not credit, not anything else. You are producing an asset that, in turn, can, you can make more of an asset with. It's just money yep. making money. It's yeah. a printing machine, mm. and you upgrade your equipment, and you're making more of it. So it's, that's why I think it, it's hated by so many individuals and so many you know money makers and you know, these, these bigger hedge funds, whatever, whoever else is controlling the markets. It's because now we have the power in a computer or in my apartment or my house that you know like some college student in his dorm room could turn on his, his pc and start making money to pay his his, his college tuition with mm, yeah. just, that's what so it's all much about. smarter and very last question uh with you know you being a youtuber uh where so if someone new came across your library of material where should they start um <laughs> it's a tough question. My my channel's all over the place. Granted, uh, so if they're coming to me for for cryptocurrency, um, definitely want to check out some of my my Market Watch or Market Moves Monday content when we talk about different cryptocurrencies. Kind of give you the four one one on what's going on. Um, and then if you you know looking for something more up to date on a regular basis, we always have the the Market uh, Watch Wednesdays, and it's a live conversation. So if you want to come on and talk with me live. You know, and ask me a question right then and there. I'm always trying to do my best to answer and educate and help as many people as I can. That's awesome. Very cool. Where can we find you? So, uh, Side Hustle Enterprise is the YouTube channel. Um, I'm also uh, on Twitter, uh, JJMaz or JJFMazIV on Twitter. And uh, uh, Instagram is kind of dead for me, but uh, I'm also on TikTok, according to my wife. Um, so I can always <laughs> find me on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that's about it. I mean, YouTube is kind of mainly my, my, my main communication point along with my uh, Discord server. Awesome. Which is an awesome community, by the way. I, I think I've said that a couple times so far. <laughs> All right. Well, me goes out.
This has been the Amigos PC. Make sure to like, subscribe, and review us on all your podcasting platforms. Visit us at AmigosPC.net for our entire library of content and Amigos merch. Till next time, adios.